You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey, everyone. Thanks for staying with us for Hour 2 of Real Presence Live here on the RPR Network. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... And I am Nathan Sather. I am Nathan Sather. I am. Yes. My name is Nathan Sather. (laughs) (laughs) And I am a Catholic. (laughs) We just finished up uh, a great hour, really, uh, talking with Adelie Hude about her book that she illustrated, Sanctus Sanctus Sanctus, which is a book for children to learn more about the uh, traditional Latin Mass. And then we also just had a conversation with Ruben Alvarez about kinfolk worship, which is an opportunity to get together as an ecumenical community and worship the Lord Jesus. Uh, any final thoughts that you'd like to say about that? Nathan? I, I wonder how many, how much Toby Mac they play. I'm not sure. Can, can we get some Toby Mac, some Bob Rice, do a little you, holy, holy, holy? Do you think we could recommend Skillet? Are they? Um, you think they'll go as far as Skillet? Well, I, I, I hope they acoustic have more than. Yeah, they need, yeah, just, <laughs> that's what I was just going to ask. I hope they have more than just acoustic guitars. Um, what, there, there is a skillet song that's one of my favorites. Now I can't remember it. I'm having radio memory. Um, but something about uh, Jesus is the best thing or whatever the case may be. Uh, for, for a kid that grew up liking rock music, it was, it was very good to find skillet as a Christian. Yeah, well, uh, giddy moment for me. I went to a conference a few weeks ago and got to meet John Cooper, who's oh. the. Had the lead singer for Skillet, wow. who is just a, a very outspoken Christian himself. Uh, yeah, I have more and more respect for him as he has become more and more bold in his message of Christianity. And you can even see it showing up more and more in their music now. Well, I'll, I'll have to pay closer attention. I didn't know that. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. All right. On to our next guest. We have Jessica Thornton, who is the content creator excuse me, content manager at Catholic Ventures and curator of Lion and Lamb, which is a summer reading program for children. Good morning, Jessica. Good morning, Brandon. And how are you doing today? I'm having a great day here in Dallas, Texas. Wonderful. Let's talk a little bit about yourself. How did you get to uh, producing the summer reading program for for kids and and working for uh, Catholic Ventures? Okay. Um, I love telling this story. Um, I love books. I was a book addict as a kid, and my first job when I was 16 years old was at my local library as a page. And the page is the kid that puts all the books back on the shelf. Nice. Um, since then, I went to college. I majored in English. I... I did work in a public library. I have volunteered in many school libraries. I blogged um, for about 10 years. I did reviews of secular children's literature for Catholics on a blog. Wow. um, I started that when I was a librarian. I would just, like, read all the new books coming out and then tell you which ones are worthwhile for your kids. And mostly I, I did that for my own kids. Like, I... It got to a point where I realized I couldn't let them read anything I hadn't already read. And so I was just making it easier for other parents. Um, I've also done some teaching. I was a first grade teacher. I was a homeschool teacher. And um, most recently, I got recruited by Catholic Ventures to put together the children's book subscription box, which is my dream job. 
So I get paid to read books and shop for them. So it's like the best thing ever. If, if, if you don't mind, Jessica, I'm very en enthusiastic to find your, your blog post because it's always challenging for us to know what we can or should encourage our kids to read. Could you share us with, uh, with our listening audience where they can find that? Um, yes, I haven't written in it in a long time, but it's still there at catholicbookreview.blogspot.com. So it's super old, still a blog spot. I never went to WordPress, and now everything is sub-staff, but um, it's out there, and all the reviews are out there. And I actually rely on my own blog a lot when I'm looking for books for the Line and Lamb boxes. Yeah, and that, uh, I can see where that, that goes along, and I just... I want to encourage our listeners, too, because uh, I, I can imagine some of the frustrations or whatnot with you going through that process, uh, and then at the end of the, of the line, you see God's placed you exactly where you are, and you feel fulfilled, and it is, quote-unquote, your, your dream job. Um, God, God does those things with us when we're faithful to Him, and so I'm just appreciative of, of you being faithful to Him and being placed in a, in a spot now where it really lines up with your own interests, and, and I'm sure it leads to a very fulfilling and rewarding life. Absolutely. I totally love it, and um, I'm just really grateful that I get to do what I love and I get to share it with everyone. I've always thought of myself as kind of a book sommelier. Like, if a friend said, oh, my son really likes nonfiction books, but about the Old West, I can think of a book for him. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of that comes from working in a public library setting. Right, right. But um, this month is not the best month to go to your local public library. So <laughs> that's why we have Ryan and Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Oh, that's, that's a that's a great way to uh, to talk about lion and lamb. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the idea behind that and how that works. So the idea behind it is that um, these are books for Catholic kids. Some of the books are Catholic. They're about saints, or they're about mass, or they're about Eucharistic miracles. And some of the books aren't about Catholics at all, but they do mesh with a Catholic worldview. Um, every book, if it's a fiction book, it's going to have a hero, someone who is trying to be a better person, someone who is trying to seek virtue or make the world a better place. That's not to say that there's not sin in a book, but that they're trying to overcome it. Um, flawed heroes seeking redemption. Um, nonfiction books. Also, we are trying to promote the true, the good, and the beautiful, even in a secular book. So mm. every book is vetted with that in mind. Um, you won't find any LGBTQ nonsense, or I like to say this is a box for kids who aren't woke. <laughs> Beautiful. That is that is really well said. Yeah, I, I want to talk about this for for a second. Obviously, it's something that's on a lot of people's hearts who are listening this morning. They see the things that are happening in the schools. They see the things that are happening in their libraries. And you actually have experience as a teacher, a librarian, the, as you were mentioning the blogs. Talk about how you see have seen things transition when it comes to literature. Um, I was a volunteer in a Catholic school library where the librarian told me we were getting rid of everything on the shelves that was published before 1990 because the covers were ugly. 
And that just broke my heart. And I would read books to these kids, and they would be like, where can I get a copy of William Stieg's The Magic Pebble? And I would be, sorry, you'll have to go to your public library because our librarian got rid of all of the older books. And it was tragic. Mm. But I've also seen the flip side. I've seen librarians who won't put anything on the shelf that was published after 1960. And I do believe that there are still writers out there today who are putting out good literature and good art. So tell us a little bit, Jessica, about Catholic Ventures and what this um, uh, program, this Lion and Lamb program would be and how our listeners can participate in it. Sure. It's, uh, it's a subscription box. Well, there's three ways to get it. You go to, well, there's one way to get it. You go to catholic.store. Um, that'll take you right to the Lion and Lamb landing page. But there are three ways to order it. One is you pay up front for a whole year, and you get it delivered four times a year to your door. Uh, kind of in line with the liturgical calendar, there's going to be an Advent and Christmas box, a oh, that's great. Easter box, a summer box, and a fall box that will have an emphasis on lots of saints for All Saints Day. Then there is... Oh, I think we accidentally lost her. We'll get her back on the line. Uh, this is very interesting to me, Nathan. Uh, obviously, we, we see a lot of the things, as I was mentioning, that, we, that are happening around us in the culture. You know, Jason Everett has been very much on that front in exposing the things that kids are being, I mean, indoctrinated with. There's no yeah. other way to put it. And so being able to have literature that is wholesome, that is beautiful, that's a, that's a word that keeps coming up, beauty, yeah. right, yeah. is so important as we think about how our children encounter life, encounter the world, because they're going to see some things that are ugly, of course, but they're also going to encounter a lot of beauty. Yeah, yeah, and Jessica, we, we did lose you there for a little bit, but you're on point number yeah, two I'm of the second way in which our listeners can get the, uh, uh, participate in the, in the box program. Right, so you can order a subscription and pay quarterly, um, or you can just order a one-time box, which is a really great way, I think it's a great gift opportunity, for especially for Godchildren, or a confirmation gift, a First Communion gift. You can just send a one-time box, and I think a lot of people are using this, especially grandparents and godparents are using this, to evangelize Godchildren or grandchildren who might not live close to home. It's a great way to introduce certain aspects of the faith or promote good, healthy literature for young minds when you don't live nearby. Yeah. And, and I would encourage grandparents, my, my mom had this idea, which has been a huge blessing in our own family. She would buy books at Christmas time for the kids, and then she would write a note on the inside cover, not to a particular grandchild, but just in general, like, I want you to come to know Jesus, or I want you reading this to come to know this virtue or whatever else and now my kids they don't read those books anymore but they'll open up the inside cover and see you know oh that's grandma's mm. handwriting or whatnot so a book really is a gift that lasts multiple lifetimes and so i would encourage our listeners to to really think about doing this catholic.store again and you know we'll come back on the other side of the break here uh, and talk a little bit more with jessica but i encourage you catholic.store uh, grandparents, you know, a great opportunity to leave a gift that lasts a lifetime. Yeah, so stay with us as we continue our conversation with Jessica when Real Presence Live continues. Don't go anywhere.
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Seven years ago, my wife and I and four of our kids, um, one, well, five of our kids, one was still inside uh, Mama at the time, we felt something was missing in our, in our faith life, in our, in our church where we were, and we went through a period of kind of being in the wilderness. Over that period of searching, God led us to, uh, to St. Mary's. And we began a journey of conversion, uh, went through RCIA here at the Cathedral Parish, and uh, there was no turning back once, once we went down that road. And, and I, I tell lots of people that what, if you are a devout Christian and you begin this process with an open mind to learn what the Catholic Church has to say about herself, uh, it will be hard to resist her. And, uh, and we found that to be the case, and we have been thrilled and exuberant Catholics ever since. As Catholic people, we recognize our lives are gifts from God. Blessings received are a result of God's grace and goodness. Our Lord entrusts us to be good stewards of His many gifts. We are called to conduct lives that honor Him and bear witness to our faith in Jesus Christ. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio. As we begin a new year, let's reflect a moment on stewardship. Your life should provide an example to others in the way you live your faith, the way you manage your possessions, and the way you plan your estate and personal affairs. You have spent a lifetime acquiring your assets and living your faith. Fortunately, we can provide you with an estate planning guide that allows you to put all of your important information in one place and enable you to document your intentions. To request an estate planning guide, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. I'm a little surprised, Nathan. Uh-oh, why is that, my friend? We are talking about books, and books oh. specifically for children, and I have not yet received a text from my wife. So... Apparently, we have to talk more about this and, uh, and all the opportunities that come with the Lion and Lamb reading program. Uh, well, I, I, I agree for one. I also think that it's kind of ironic. Our first <laughs> segment of the last hour, we talked about a book. A book? And, and, and what I think my own family lacks, we do a really good job of the Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus type books. We do a terrible job of being able to figure out other reading opportunities for our kids. And I know one time in particular, we went to the library and I'm at the point now where I, I fear, like I legitimately have fear of going to the library because yeah. the, the, the kids bring back books. And one of them was like a simple, like barnyard animals kind of a thing. And I won't say what transpires, but halfway through my wife reading it to our little kids is like, oh, oh, we can't continue reading this book. I thought we were just learning about barnyard animals. Yeah. And so it is very in, in, insidious how those things go. And so something like this is not even just a critical component to developing strong, virtuous children. It's, it's beyond that. Like it, it's beyond necessity. It, it's so needed. And so many parents like myself, I have nowhere 
to go except for my public library. So yeah, uh, what what a huge gift and blessing it is for for the life that you've lived, Jessica, to help parents like me in in the the work you've done for all these years and in this program in particular is going to bless lots of families in our listening area. And I'm just exceedingly grateful to you for that. Well, thank you, Nathan. I really loved what you said about the grandparents writing in the book and how Mm. that makes that book an heirloom for generations. Um, When I choose books, I am very aware that Catholic families often have lots of children and therefore toys and books and crayons multiply exponentially, but um, (laughs) I try to put books in the box that I consider worthy of your shelf space, that um, either you're not going to be able to get them in your local library, but if you could get it in your library, it doesn't matter because it's such a great book, you should just own it and have it in your house at all times. My wife's theory on that is if you run out of space, you build, build more shelves. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> you know, I, I visited Store and I was looking at the, the webpage specifically for Lion and Lamb, and I love the image that's used of a little girl and a mom sitting on the swing. The mom has the book. I, I think there should be a word spoken about intentional parenting as well, right? So this isn't just an opportunity to safeguard innocence, form our children in the faith. It's an opportunity to do it together. Can you talk about the experience of parents being able to read to their children and the life-giving atmosphere that provides in a home? I think that's a wonderful thing. It's the gift of time. It's when we give ourselves and give our gift of time to our kids, that's what's going to make those memories, and that's what's going to last. I can still hear my mom reading to me as a kid. Um, She hasn't read to me in years, but I can't hear The Secret Garden without thinking of that summer when she read it out loud to us. And that is um, something that's really, you can't put a price on that, especially the time in today's world where we're so distracted by technology, to just sit down with a child and engage with them over pictures and words. Um, We try to facilitate that a little bit. In every Vine and Lamb box, there is a sheet of discussion questions. Some to just prompt uh, conversation about what's happening in the book. You can also use them to quiz your kids and make sure they're actually reading the books that you bought them. But um, we like to think of it as more of like unlocking some ideas that to create conversations that you wouldn't have. I mean, and maybe you haven't read all the books because, um, well, we have three age boxes. So the youngest one is Duckling. That's ages zero to four. Those are for pre-readers. Um, there's going to be some wordless picture books, board books, story books that aren't super text heavy. And if you order the summer box, there is a book about barnyard animals in there. Wonderful. <laughs> and it's totally wonderful. But um, all the discussion questions try to point out what in any story can we take away and make it uh, think about God more, get closer to God, see beauty in God's creation around us acknowledge someone's efforts to become a better person. The second age group is the lamp box. That's for ages five to eight. So it's a combination of kids who are just learning how to read or might actually be taking off. So it's going to be a longer, text-heavy, plot-driven picture book or some early chapter books as well. 
Um, then we have Lion, which is ages 9 to 12. But I like to think of the Lion Box as ages 9 and up. I love to read the books for the Lion Box. I really love juvenile fiction. I think it's better crafted than adult fiction, and I certainly think they tend towards better topics. So the Lion Box is um, middle school readers and up, and it's going to be longer novels or more intense nonfiction books. That's where you're going to find um, last quarter we put, had a book called Holy Mysteries, all about um, different miracles all over the world. Um, Saint Gen- the miracle of the liquefying blood in the mm. chalice, the miracle of the staircase in New Mexico, just a really fascinating book about some curious things in our faith. How do you decide which books go into these boxes? Okay, that's also challenging. Well, a lot of it, (laughs) so we have had some customers say, well, my four-year-old can read on their own. Well, then they should probably get the lamb box. Or my nine-year-old isn't reading 200-page chapter books. Well, they should probably still get the lamb box. And um, I really feel like a lot of that, I can can kind of pigeonhole things to a, a point, but as a parent, you know your kids best, and mm-hmm. you know if your seven-year-old is ready for the Lion Box or not. Um, <clears throat> when a book is published, in general, they try to put an age group on it. And sometimes I actually ask my own kids to read the books and tell me, would you read this book? Do you like this book? Do you think it should go in your box? <laughs> Very nice. And as far as the books that go in the box, you know, there's so many different books out there, Catholic and non-Catholic, of course. How do you decide that those particular ones are worthy of making it into the different boxes uh, that are circulated about each quarter? Um, That's a real challenge. So there is a guideline, a general guideline. I try to put a Catholic treasure, so an older book Mm. about our faith, a new Catholic book, so a new title or a more recently published book that has to do with our Catholic faith, a literary classic, but hopefully not one that everybody's already heard of. Mm. So an older book that maybe you haven't heard of, but I'm never going to put The Chronicles of Narnia or Little House on the Prairie in the box because I assume that everybody already has that. I'm going to try to find things that are a little bit off the beaten path, something that is going to be new to you. And then hopefully I can find a newer, more recently published secular book that's also going to hit all of our markers for virtue and morality and goodness, beauty, and all those things as well, Mm -hmm. which has been a challenge, but also totally delightful when I find a contemporary writer who's putting out fabulous fiction that is all about good people trying to do good things. So you must be able to just do what you love all day long in uh, researching and finding and reading books. That's right. <laughs> it's kind of like that works out pretty long. well. It's, it's kind of like me when I spend time with you, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know what you and mean And everywhere by that, I go, I've got tote bags of books everywhere I go. Are you known as like the book lady, or like, or like do, do do you have like this uh, this something that people know you by? Well, I have a library in my home, and people are kind of overwhelmed when they walk in my house and see the quantity of shelves that I have. Um, and unlike a legit library, which would be organized by Library of Congress or the Dewey Decimal System, mine is 
categorized by color. It's Ooh. pretty visually striking, and it helps me because I can remember that book has a green spine, so I'm going to look on the green shelf, but um, it's kind of overwhelming for other people. And then when you get the question, have you read all these books, you get to answer that you've probably read them all, huh? Most of them, yes, for sure. Uh, some of them are my husband's books. I actually, when we most recently moved to Texas, I put some of his books in a box. And I wrote Patrick's boring books that he will never read on the box. <laughs> well, I, I'm curious to know, because, though, how he does that with, you know, the color coordination, because men and colors, not always the best. Does he lose track of his books then in the color coordination? No, he actually is pretty good about that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, he can remember. Mm-hmm. Right, Jessica, so it works well for our family. Jessica, I'd like, I'd like to play a short game with you. Is that okay? Sure. Uh, what, one of my favorite scenes in any movie was the City Slickers scene where they give the guys the meal and they have to come up with the perfect flavor of ice cream. And you talked about being able to pick out books for folks. So I want to okay. test your book savantness. I want a book for a middle okay. school boy about the challenges uh, and growth and virtue while playing football. Uh, something by Matt Christopher. Right, write that down. Uh, Matt Christopher, Matt, writing it down now. <laughs> Matt, Matt Christopher is an author who's written many, many uh, fiction books for boys, and the, he's covered every different sport, but they're always like um, just short novels about boys and a challenge that they have to meet. Um, those are all really good. Okay, so... Forgive me, was something the name of the book, or you just mean any book author. by Matt? No, no, no. Any, well, I can't name a title, but I know he's written football okay, books yeah, as yeah. well. Okay, all right. Uh, high school or upper middle school female uh, musical instruments, like a flute or something like that. Oh, that's hard. Well, that, oh, that's God. why the game is fun, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay, so uh, it might be a stretch, but... Um, the Vanderbeekers okay. is probably a little bit young for high school. The Vanderbeekers is about a family with five or six kids, and each kid has a different interest, and one of those kids is a musician, and she plays the violin. Awesome. And awesome. that's her passion. One more. Two-year-old little girl bounces off the walls, loves to dance, loves music, loves running outside. Ella Bella Ballerina. Oh my God! That's perfect. That's her perfect. name. Her name is Isabella, and we call her Bella. Okay. That that is that's amazing. I uh, love it, Jessica. I can't thank you enough for the work that you've done and the lifetime that you've lived in in growing in your faith and helping parents like myself. I'm really excited about this, and I just can't thank you enough for for what you've done for Christ and His Church. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nathan and Brandon. Yes, absolutely. Again, for our listeners, you can visit catholic.store and find the Lion and Lamb Book Club. Highly encourage you to check it out and the different club levels. All right, when we return, we're going to be visiting with a voice you hear every day, nearly every day. I suppose he takes vacation on Real Presence Radio. Cy Kellett of Catholic Answers Live. We're going to have a great discussion with him right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 